Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. And uh, we're going to launch this sermon uh, from this scripture, but that's not my title. My title is, as we've been hearing for the last few weeks, how can we can release the power of God? And so that's what I'm preaching on this evening. But I'm taking the scripture from Matthew chapter 13, verse 45, and it says like this. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls. And when he had found one pearl of great price, he went and, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Now, I want us to think about that tonight. There once was a man that had that pearl. It's a pearl of great price, the Bible talks about. It's a beautiful pearl. Probably no one had one as nice as this man had. And, you know, I don't know about you, but when I get something new, it's exciting. How many say it's exciting? It doesn't matter. If you get a refrigerator, for instance, now, I'm not in love with a refrigerator, but they have a need, don't they? And that's to keep things cold. And so when you get your new refrigerator, you might even keep it clean. You might wipe it down and, and make sure it looks good. But after a while, it's just an old refrigerator, and you don't think of it like you used to think of it. How many, how many can identify that? It can be a car. It can be anything. Well, it's like even when we become a Christian, how excited we are. Can you remember when you got saved and Jesus came in your life? And the first thing you want to do, and most people, is to tell somebody. It might be a family member. It might be somebody you work with. But isn't it a tragedy sometimes? Even as a Christian, you start to just get used to it. Thanks. And as a result of it, that excitement of being first born again just doesn't seem the same, does it? It's like that woman you were dating and that guy you were dating. You would do anything to please them. You wanted to win them, right? You didn't take them to Taco Bell every night for the special. You took them some nice place. You ladies fixed your hair. Every hair was in place. And you stood before the mirror and put all this makeup on. You know it's called makeup. You make up, look like you want to really look. And, and so you're doing anything to win that love or win those confidence of that man or that woman. But after a while... You see what she really looks like. And you see what he really looks like. And there are smells coming from their breath that you didn't even know about. Because before they carried their Listerine bottle or they spray in their mouth or they always had a mint in their mouth. But you know, after a while, you just quit doing what you once did. Isn't that true? In the kingdom of God, there are truths. And I preached a sermon on the a good pearl there, the pearl of great price. 
And one of the tragedies, see, the Bible said there's a merchant that sold all that he had to buy this pearl. It was a, something unusual. It was something he'd seen and he had to have. But the tragedy of this story, there once was a man who had a pearl and he sold it. In other words, what excited him, what caused him, he probably had that pearl put in a place. He'd pass it on every day and say, man, there's no other pearl like this pearl. I've got the number one pearl in all the world. And he enjoyed it, and it was beautiful, I'm sure. But after a while, it just didn't mean to him what it once did. In other words, he passed it, and it was still a beautiful pearl, and it's still one like no one else had, but it just didn't have, just didn't do for him what it once did. I like to watch that show of these guys that fix up the cars in Vegas. Anybody ever watch that? Well, I don't know the name of it. I just watch it. His, uh, somebody help me. Anyway, this, these guys, he's got this body shop. and Huh? Can you talk loudly for old people? Huh? Counting cars. You must have watched it. And so they'll see an old car in somebody's driveway. Maybe it could have flat tires, might have dents in it, might have scratches. But they love that car. It's a certain age. They say you just don't see them anymore. And what they see in that car is if they could buy it for the right price and invest money in it, they would make money. They can see the end, how beautiful it could be. In the kingdom of God, one of the great problems that I have, and I'm sure at times you've had, is it's really easy to lose the excitement we once had. You might as well say, man, if it's you, be honest. It's just, I mean, you, you couldn't wait to share your witness with everybody. And now you say, well, Lord, if they ask me to testify, I will. Because it just doesn't, it, it's just not what it once was. In the kingdom of God, there are clues, or not just clues, but things that God has given us that will release the power of God. And I'm just going to touch all three. I'm going to preach on one. One of them is the Word of God. God has given you, it's a pearl. God has given you the pearl. There's nothing like the Word of God. Nothing like it. And so it's a pearl. But how often we can ignore it or go to a day without reading it or how when we first got saved, we said, wow. And you're telling everybody, I read this in the Word of God, or man, did you see this in the Word of God? But after a while, we can start to just get used to it. It's not we don't think it's the Word of God. It's not that we don't think it has answers. It just doesn't mean what it once did does. Another is giving. I want to talk, and I'm not preaching on that, so just relax. But giving is a pearl. It's a pearl to great blessing. When you partner with God, then God partners with you. 
And he promises to supply our need. And I'm going to preach on these these two later, but not tonight. But I want to preach on what Pastor John's been preaching on for several weeks, and that's praise. All I have to do is sing to my wife, and she gets embarrassed. My favorite song is, (laughs) oh, me. She's not here, so I'm all right. I like to sing to her. I'll just get, we'd be in a ball, and I'll just say, my heart skips a beat when she walks down the street. I get so happy I could die. And she's, she's running in the men's shop to get away from me. <laughs> but, you know, there was a time she would have wanted me to sing to her. But, you know, we've been married 56 years. She's heard every song I got and every trick I know. And so even our marriage can start to get stale because we just don't simply take the truth of what that person's really meant to us and, and how that person's been with us. And if we don't be careful, we can ignore the truth and what caused us to cause that one to love us like they did, we could just quit doing that. I can't imagine in the scripture. See, I always preached on the pearl of great price how this guy was tremendous to sell all that he had to buy it. And that's true. But I was in my motel room when I was preaching revival. And the Spirit of God says the tragedy, there's a tragedy in this scripture. And that is there once was a man who had a pearl of great price. It was his. He owned it. And no one had one like it. But something happened to him in his spirit. Something happened to him because it didn't mean what it once did or he wouldn't have sold it. See, when he first got it, no money would have bought it from him. You couldn't have got it out of him. You couldn't have talked him into selling it because when he first got it, it was, I have the pearl of great price. Nobody else has what I have. See, it's, it's called value, how we look. When I was a boy, my dad bought a 57 Chevy Nomad. I got my first ticket in it. Back then, I was making $33 a week clear, and the ticket was $18.75. That's big money. So if you make $500 a week clear, if you had to pay a ticket of $250, you wouldn't like it either. But see, as you looked at those, I remember as a boy, before long, the junkyard had all kinds of 57 Chevys in it. People got rid of them. They got bigger cars now and they want a newer car but you know what if you get a restored 57 Chevy it's going to cost you more than a hundred thousand dollars but see one time you couldn't have got them to give you their 57 Chevy but somehow you lost that feeling now if you did that don't I'm not preaching to you individually but I bet you wish you had enough but see there are people now that looks at those old 57 Chevys and says, if I restore them, they're going to be worth more than they've ever been worth. 
There was a man who had the pearl, and finally he put a price tag on it. Now, one of the pearls God's given you and me is praise. And you know, when we first got saved, I was in a Methodist church. And there was a sign in Witness Sanctuary. The Lord's in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. And we weren't allowed to breathe out loud as kids, as we sit by our parents. But when I was born again and went to that altar and gave my life to Christ, I found myself clapping to songs you don't even clap to. And I had full of joy because of what God did. Now, God's given us great promises. It says, Let all the nations be glad and sing for joy. For thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations of the earth. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. Then shall the earth yield her increase, and shall the church yield her increase, and God, even our God, shall bless us. Now, the Bible says something that I think it means what it says, and it is, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Now, if I would tell you tonight that God blesses people who praise Him, then if you want to be blessed, you ought to praise Him, right? Now, how many thinks we just need God to come down the earth and move? How many believe we need move God? Well, you can have one. We're waiting on God to come, and God said, I inhabit you if you praise me. I come down if you praise me. I'll be there when you praise me. I'll heal the sick when you praise me. I'll bless if I need bless. I'll change people's lives. And this is a pearl God's given us. But you know what? When we first get saved, we really like praising God. We find ourselves at Denny's, and we weren't even Pentecostal, and, and we might even say, hallelujah, these are good eggs. Because in us wants to praise something. We are made. We are eternal. And in us, we have the capacity that nothing can bless us like praise can. Because when we praise God, God says, I'm there. I'm coming down there. Now, don't praise me because he might come and then I have to quit preaching. Wouldn't that be good? Churches broke out in praise. You couldn't control them. And God comes and people get saved, filled the Holy Ghost, delivered, healed in their bodies. Listen, that's what God wants to do. He's looking for people that when they come together, the only thing they really want to do is just praise Him. They, when the music starts, they praise Him. When the music stops, they find themselves praising Him. Because God lives in praise, and His pastor's been preaching to us the secret of blessings, and we need God to come. Can you say, man, we need God to dwell in us. We need God to come and shake things up in uh, Kingman, Arizona. And it's coming, and we, the key is like pastor's been preaching, we need to praise Him. You know, how many believe we were given a capacity to praise? But most church people, and, and don't take this wrong, I like ball games. I like a good ball game. But church people that won't praise him at church will go to a ball game and make like crazy people. 
When my boy played ball, my wife didn't want to sit by me. She said I embarrassed her. I couldn't help them referees were blind and I had to holler at them or call a strike when it was a ball. But I got involved. I remember going to the hockey game when I was in Phoenix. I had a friend that had season tickets to the hockey team, the NBA team, the Diamondbacks, and so I could go free. Oh, I like that. Free. Thank God I was free to go. You know what? I like the hockeys. You know why I like hockeys? Because they throw the sticks down and a big fight breaks out. And I can scream, hit him again. Or I can scream when my team wins. And you know why I do that? Because in me, God's put something. And if I don't use it for God, I'll use it for everybody else. And I'm not saying go and do a sport game and hollering, that's bad. But I'm telling you, the thing that causes you to get excited at a ball game was put there because God wants us to praise him because he wants to come down. He wants to dwell in our midst. He wants to show us his power. He wants to pour out his spirit. And he's got it for you and I. But I want to ask you something. Does the pearl mean much anymore? Because I asked myself that, thinking about this lesson or this sermon. I woke up in the middle of the night. He's been, pastor's preaching on praise, and the Lord just spoke to me and said, you know what? That's a pearl. And are you going to sell it, or are you going to cherish it? See, I can sell it. I can praise the diamondbacks. And there's nothing wrong with me getting excited, but that praise should go to God first. And as we've been hearing in the sermons, when we come to church and the music and we begin to sing, it's an opportunity. Listen, it's not just an opportunity to learn a new song or hear some pretty music. It's an opportunity to invite God to worship him and praise him. He wants to come down. He wants to touch our lives but the key is, will you and I cherish that pearl? See, praise is personal. That's why the writer said, praise ye the Lord. It's something personally I can do. I cannot play the keyboard or the guitar or the drums. Oh, I could, but it would be very discouraging to people. And you know I might not sing as good as somebody else, or you might not. And, but you know why we sing? You know why we lift our hands? Do you know why we open our mouths? Because we want God in our midst. We don't want a building with good music. We want God here with good music. We want God to come. And I want to tell you, I, I really feel in my spirit that God is going to pour out his spirit, but God's waiting for us to take that pearl and use it. I said, use it. If I give you a guitar, for, guitar, <laughs> I can't give you a guitar, but that's not what I wanted to say. If I give you a gift card for $100 to any place to eat, it's no good to you unless you take it and go eat. 
If I bring a car on the lot and say to you, if you need a car, here's the keys. It's not yours unless you put it in your name and take those keys. God has given us keys. He has given us pearls. But they're not really, we don't really possess them unless we take them and do what God says. The Bible said by him, or Christ, therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Now, how many believe the Bible is the word of God? If you do, raise your hand. How many believe the Bible is true? So if it's true and tells us God lives in the praise when I praise him, and it's true where God comes when I praise him, then it's the pearl, but it's not going to be a pearl unless I take it. Unless I participate in it. How many ever invited somebody to church and they came? But they weren't Pentecostal. So would you, here's how you prayed. Lord, help them not be nuts today. I finally got them to come to church and don't let them run him off. Now, where does it say in the Bible if we praise God and he comes, he's going to run them off? But it does say he'll touch, touch them. And if we get Christ in our presence and we can tend for praise, I, I'm, I'm sure Pastor Pooh would not get mad if Sunday we started praising God and didn't quit and he, Jesus comes and people start getting healed and sinners come and pray. I don't think he'd be upset. I think he'd be happy. But see, we had the key, the pearl. And I tell you, when I become Pentecostal after being a Methodist, I love going to church and raising my hands and shouting. I love the church and to sing good music and, and, and praise him. And I love those services where God would come and we didn't even want to go home. We wanted to stay in his presence. And the reason is God lives in your praise and my praise. And if we believe Jesus is the answer for Kingman, how many believe he's the answer? and for America, then we need to contend for his presence. Here's a preacher gets up. He's doing everything he can to encourage us and give us a word. And it's like pumping up a tar sometimes. It's got a hole in it. It just goes right through. But see, you got the pearl. God gave you and me the pearl. And that one pearl that I'm talking about tonight is worship. Nothing is more powerful than when you worship. I don't care how bad a day you have. It doesn't matter what the doctor's report says. When you're worshiping Jesus comes, you'll have peace. You'll have hope. You'll know that he's in charge of your life. And the key is that we must worship him. The Bible said we should worship him in spirit and in truth. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, and when you pray, believe. And another translation says, and rejoice that you might receive them and you will have them. How many's got a need that only Jesus can meet? I do. How many say we do? Then we need him, don't we? You want to fill this building? 
If we just begin to really worship God with the, not just the preaching, but worship him and contend for him and expect him to come and let him come, it'll go all over Kingman. Hey, you all go check his church out. I mean, they are wild. You know what the cure for being overzealous is? Death. See, God's moving, and we are being challenged. How, how many can say you've, in the last few weeks you felt challenged? And I noticed even uh, Sunday the praise was tremendous. But I want to tell you, we're not just praising just to be praising. We're praising because we want God. The psalmist said, I'll bless the Lord at all times. The psalmist said, at midnight I will rise and give thanks and because thy righteousness and thy blessings. Romans 8, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. You know what his purpose is for us and creation? You know what his purpose is? It's to worship him. It's to get us ready for heaven. How many of you ever thought about how wonderful heaven would be? People, multitudes around the throne are worshiping all the time, right? You think, how many think it would be great? How many like a little bit of heaven here? Would it be bad if all the city and kingdom would say, oh, they worship him night and day? You, you feeling bad? Go down to that church. They'll worship. Jesus will come. and You'll be set free. There's been times in my life when I was evangelizing that I'd be in a motel room. and I, I, I don't like motels anymore or airplanes anymore. I've been on them too long in too many motel rooms. Hard beds, soft beds, stinking beds. I mean everything. But I, I've been discouraged in a motel room, and I remember times I just lift my hand, begin to worship God, and, it, and I wasn't in that motel room in my spirit because Jesus would come, and He would touch me, and I wouldn't be bummed out, and I'd go preach, and I'd be excited because, friend, listen to me: and when you praise God, Jesus comes. How many's ever prayed, I'd just like to see Jesus? Well, praise him. Praise him. Because you'll feel him anyway. And you might even see him. Now, I know nobody in here has ever played the slot machines. Or went to a casino. But you know why you do it? You're hoping that someone else has played the slot machine long enough that when you put your money in, you're going to be the winner. That's why, right? It's called chance, isn't it? Well, praising God's not like a slot machine. It's a guaranteed winner every time. I said every time you're going to be a winner. He's going to touch you. He's going to encourage you. He's going to be never need you, God. And so... As we've been hearing that God's coming and something fresh is going to happen, you and I have the ability, if we just praise him every time we go, 
together. If nothing else, before the service starts, if you lift your hands and two or three people start praising God, you'd feel him in this building because he'll be there. He'll come. But you know what I was thinking? When God woke me up in the middle of the night about the pearl, because I had preached it before, but the Lord just really spoke to me and said, I've given you three pearls. Are you using them? One was prayer. One was the word of God. And one was praise. All three are priceless unless you're willing to sell them or not use them or if I'm not willing to use them. Again, the Bible said, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. So I want to encourage us tonight to praise him. When we were in that tent meeting, and you've heard a lot about that, and Pastor Simpkins was here. One night, the worship team was worshiping, and I was ready to preach, but God came. Sometimes when God comes, he saves you from hearing my preaching. <laughs> I'm teasing. But I remember they were worshiping God, the TV head of the TV station was standing outside the tent from McGraw Hill, CBS, watching what was going on in the tent every night. But people began to worship God, and God came. It was like that tent was filled with the presence of God. Have you ever been somewhere where you just felt God's presence so strong all around you? You know, it wasn't because I preached. It wasn't because I'd prayed for people and God had healed them every night. But God came in power. He was there every night. But this night it was really powerful. And in that service, blind eyes began to see. Deaf ears were open. One guy who had a foot that was twisted, he walked and his foot was twisted like that, was instantly healed. Another lady testified and said, I've had tumors all in my body and they're going to have to do surgery. But she went back to the doctor and they weren't there anymore. Do you know why that happened? It wasn't because Harry Hills was there. It wasn't because I was preaching in a tent. It was because Jesus came in power. See, he uses us, but he can do it without us if he's there. And so... I believe we're entering into a time, if we'll capture it, not sell it, but grab it and say it's not for sale. See, if praise is a pearl and we don't use it, it's like selling it. And God will find somebody that will praise him where he can dwell. And so I'm encouraging as individuals tonight. As a whole, we do worship God. We do have a song service. We do lift our hands. <clears throat> but I want to challenge us to really praise Him. We got Brother Howie there in his football shirt for the Patriots. Ain't much to praise about, is it, Howie? Uh, Howie? But anyway... If all of us were Patriots friends and they won the Super Bowl, we'd all be, ha, ha, we won. Hallelujah. You don't even live there. 
You might not have ever been to one of their games except on TV, but your team won. Isn't that true? I remember when the Diamondbacks won the World Series. I was preaching revival in California. I got home, turned the TV station on, and they were featuring Phoenix. And this town went nuts. I mean, when I got back from that revival and got in Arizona, you'd think they just won every minute because everywhere you went, oh, the Diamondbacks, we're champions. Well, let me tell you who we are. We're the children of the living God. And you know what? He wants to come in our living room, in our bedroom, in the kitchen. He wants to visit us in our cars or at the mall when we're at the mall. And he sure wants to come in power like we've never seen. I'm not saying we haven't had the power of God. I'm not saying we haven't had visitation. But I'm telling you, there's going to be a fresh outpouring of God, and he's looking for some people that's cherishes that pearl he gave us cherishes it and says it's my pearl and I know the value and I'm going to contend for it I don't want to stand before God one day and he says I gave you a pearl and you didn't cherish it I wanted to visit you Harry but you didn't create an arena for me to come I don't want that to happen. And I'm sure as a church, God has great things for us like we've never seen. How many believe he's got great things? And so I tell you, every time we come together and we sing, we just don't sing and try to just harmonize, but we sing like we've never sang before. We lift our hands like we've never lifted them before. We shout, we praise him, and I will promise you one thing. If we will contend for the presence of God, he will come. Let them, the Bible said, sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare the works with rejoicing. And again, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. I was thinking about this. We got little coyotes running through town. You know that? You ever seen them? If they breathe, they must be praising God somehow because the Bible said everything that has breath can praise the Lord. There was a man who had a pearl, and he's got used to it, to the place he put a price on it, and he doesn't have it anymore. You know, the world, religious world speaking, sometimes we put prices on things. We can't afford not to praise God. You have people, I have people, there's people who live by me, live by you in this city that might get saved if they go into a church that's really worshiping God and he's there in power. There are people in this city that's got things from doctors that says there's nothing we can do. But if they go to a church that's really worshiping him, Jesus will be there and he can heal them. 
There's families that come to Jacob's ladder and God's done great things through that. It's torn apart. But if they get in the presence of God, he can put it all back together. And we've seen that happen already here. So I want to challenge me. And I'd like to invite you to join me. I'm speaking to me. Then when we come to church, let's really come to worship. Let's just don't sit in our favorite chair. I've seen people get here early just to get their chair. And if that's your chair, we'll put your name on it. But if we, let's come not just to sit in our chair to fellowship each other, <coughs> although that's wonderful. Let's come to invite Jesus Christ to come. Let's create an arena to where he might come like we've never seen before and touch us so that we can bring great revival to Kingman, Arizona and touch the nations of the world. Let's bow our heads together right now. I'm looking forward to what God's about to do, aren't you? I believe everything we've heard preached by the preachers here, that God's speaking to us in all these ways. But when he spoke to me about my pearl that he gave me, because I prayed, Lord, I need you to visit me. And I'm telling him what I need, but I wasn't praising him and creating that arena. But I believe if we'll capture this pearl of praise and cherish it, and not let the devil talk us out of doing it because we didn't feel like it, but come and contend for God <coughs> that we'll have a visitation like we've never seen before. If you're here tonight, you just need to make up your mind, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And if you'll do that, God will bless you. I said, God will bless you. And we'll see a great move of God in this church and in our city because God will live in the praise of his people. I close with this illustration. Prince Harry got married. He had all the royalty at his feet. He would never have to worry about money. The world would admire him. He had secure future. But you know what? He didn't want it. And I'm not saying it's wrong that he didn't want it. He just didn't want it. Didn't want to live, you know, in the royal family, so to speak. And so he just chose another life. You know, I was thinking about that today. You know, we have, we're a part of a royal family. Not a royalty on the earth that can be overthrown, but a royalty of creator that made this place and all that's in it. I don't want to walk away from it. I don't want to be in it and not get what I can have. I don't want to come to church and not be in his presence. Do you? And so let's make our decision tonight that when we come Sunday, if we, if we start praising God and he comes, we'll just keep praising him and let him have his way and by doing that, our lives will be totally transformed. If you're here tonight and don't know Jesus as your Savior, we'd be honored to pray with you. I'd love to pray with you if you need to accept Christ.
and be honored if you would let me. Is there anybody here that wants Jesus to come to your heart? Just slip your hand up. Anybody? Okay. Anybody else? Okay, I want you to pray with me right now then. Say, Jesus, I want you to forgive me of all of my sins, and I want you to come in my life. I thank you that you died for me, and I accept you, and I accept the salvation that you have for me, and I thank you that my sins are forgiven, and I'm a new person, for I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, you can stand with me. Turn to at least two people before you leave and say, I'm going to be Pentecostal Sunday. You want to join me? Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.